0: partners around campus is I think key I mean this is yep. not a mission that we can abandon it's not for us it is for our children mm-hmm. it is for things we care for yep. you know absolutely um, I mean I could have remained an architect and made more money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I choose to do this because you know architecture is not about building just that space I mean I think I still work as an architect every day oh, absolutely in do. trying to shape you know a mm-hmm. little bit it's it's like you know it's not like building the house but building the home
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah. it's the same absolutely. kind of thing yep. so I mean
0: I want you know students who come here our students who go my own kids mm-hmm. to feel that they are raised in an environment where they understand yep. each other that we have mm-hmm. compassion we have love yep. Yep. respect yep. Absolutely. Those, those things are you cannot I mean it's not taught in the
2: curriculum, mm-hmm. but
0: needs to overall define.
2: Mm-hmm. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. I'm Dan Gable, Technology Manager for the LRC. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language. In our final episode of this season, Uthiyo Rai Chowdhury, Executive Director of Cornell's Office of Global Learning, discusses the importance of promoting global citizenship and international engagement. Listen to this important and moving episode.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the Director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. I am delighted to have my colleague Uthiyo Rai Chowdhury with me in the studio today. Dr. Rai Chowdhury is executive director of Cornell's Office of Global Learning, and we will talk about this new office and their initiatives that promote global citizenship and international engagement. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Uteo.
0: Thank you, Angelika, for having me.
1: Absolutely, it's a it's it's great to have you here and to learn more about this new office that was formed. Um, Before we talk about the Office of Global Learning and Global Cornell, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and your engagement with international studies and possibly also with languages?
0: Sure. Um, One of the distinguishing characters, characteristics of my career has been the diversity of the experiences that I've had. I feel very fortunate Mm -hmm. that uh, I had these opportunities. Uh, I've traveled to every continent. Wow. Um, I speak, read, write uh, English, Hindi, and Bengali. Bengali is my mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly from the Indo-European uh, language family. And I have some basic skills and some other ones too. Uh, I can kind of navigate with Urdu, mm-hmm. uh, Punjabi, Nepali. Uh, in school, I did study Sanskrit for three oh, wow. years. That's fascinating. Um, so my interdisciplinary interests, you know, have ranged from architecture to natural resource uh-huh. management, um, combined, you know, a multicultural upbringing from India to here. Sure. Uh, spend time, uh, England, Australia, mm-hmm. um, and this unique blend provided me a really broadened perspective. It shaped, uh, how I think, um, how I look at, and the perspectives I have towards people, yeah. environments. Um, I've been involved with international higher education at mostly land-grant universities mm-hmm. uh, for a better part of 16 years now as a you know student, teacher, administrator. Um, my alma mater is the School of Planning and Architecture, and I graduated, practiced architecture for a good bit of time. Mm-hmm. And then came to the University of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is how I, you know, as a faculty, I got into these international education opportunities, um, doing our first trips down to the South Pacific, Mm -hmm. uh, to New Zealand, Australia. And then we slowly, you know, expanded um, the rest of the South Pacific to Fiji, Tahiti. Uh, We went all the way down to Antarctica. Wow. Uh, We had programs in Asia and India and Uh Bali, Thailand. Um, We had programs at Cambridge University. Hmm. So slowly, you know, that's how I got introduced to it. Then before coming to Cornell, I spent about five years leading the Clemson Abroad Office Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. Office of Global Engagement there. Um, And then I joined in April this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, and started the Office of Global Learning as its first executive director. Um, My research mostly is in areas of global citizenship, uh, environmental justice, uh, international engagement. Uh, One of the key things that I've been pursuing is to look at international education uh, beyond, you know, what I would call a pipe, which is looking Mm at just mobility, Mm -hmm to going to a portal, which will give you, you know, like an opportunity gateway, yeah. ideally really cre- create what would be a platform that would be, you know, cohesive, seamless, and provide people a comprehensive environment to thrive.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Wow, I yeah. can't get over the fact that you've been to all continents. I'm a little bit <laughs> jealous right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I think at Cornell, we should really look at having a footprint in every continent. We do have students that actually go Mm -hmm. to every continent. We have a student right now actually working and would be headed to Antarctica uh, later this year. Oh, that's great. Wonderful.
1: So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about this Office of Global Learning? So um, as you mentioned, this is a a new office, right? That um, brings together a number of different people. So what does the Office of Global Learning do? How how does it work with faculty members and with students?
0: Right. So the Office of Global Learning was created about eight months ago in an effort to increase Cornell's uh, international academic opportunities, um, broad better support its international students and scholars. So it brought in the Cornell Abroad Office mm-hmm. and the International Student and Scholars Office Together, okay, uh, operationally and administratively, mm-hmm. uh, the Cornell abroad office would support over 500 students that go to over 45 countries hmm. for you know study abroad experiences for a semester, and then we have over five and a half thousand international students, about 2,000 international faculty and scholars mm-hmm. from almost 117 countries here. Wow! So we work with a large. Group of students, faculty, scholars, and support them. Um, the team is incredible, mm-hmm. um, really great group of folks that I'm fortunate to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been slowly coming together, forging ahead. You know, with a mission of you know developing and supporting the next generation of global citizens, um, fostering mobility, exploration, international cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, our office motto is, you know every person, every study, everywhere.
1: Nice. In every language.
0: In every language, (laughs) of course. I mean, you cannot do it without, you know, encompassing that. I mean, the importance of language learning is really key to how you get immersed Mm -hmm. in another culture. I mean, it gives you an insight into them, but it also gives them... An insight about Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. because you are then able to share, come to a common platform.
1: Yeah. Approximately, um, how many of the study abroad programs actually utilize or or ask students to have some kind of proficiency in the target language? I assume that most programs similar to other um, universities, uh, the the language of study um, tends to be English.
0: Right. Uh, but we do have some key programs, so we are some of the last remaining group in today that do long-term semester mm-hmm. programs mm-hmm. focused on language okay. learning. So we are part, with the IV colleagues, part of this CASA group, mm-hmm. and CASA we promote language learning opportunities okay. and that's the foundation. Uh, that is higher-level, intense mm-hmm. language courses. So you need a basic language proficiency to even be able to go sure. and study abroad in these areas. Uh, we definitely have programs that there are uh, English-based, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but uh, we constantly encourage students to seek mm-hmm. and fantastic. go and learn. So even where language is not the main focus, mm-hmm. we do support uh, with the help of the LRC and mm-hmm. other units around campus with, you know, FLAC courses, yeah, jumpstart yeah, courses, yeah. all of those. So we were always encouraging students to actually encompass that before, during mm-hmm. and continue that after.
1: That's uh, fantastic. Great. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So there is this concept called Global Cornell. What's the relationship between this idea of Global mm-hmm. Cornell and the Office of Global Learning?
0: Right. So, you know, today's complex world, you know, demands a commitment to global engagement. Um, Global engagement requires this appreciation of intercultural differences, understanding the inequalities, the spirit of collaboration Mm -hmm. for mutual benefit, all of those things. So the Office of Vice Provost for International Affairs uh, is the bigger picture mm-hmm. at Cornell, that is the global Cornell. Mm-hmm. And it has a vision of creating a just, you know, sustainable and connected world where differences are valued and exchange is encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are four goals that we've worked with uh, since Wendy has come in. Um, promote and support Cornell's mission to educate the next generation of global citizens, to inspire and facilitate student, faculty, and staff research on global issues. Uh, to foster meaningful connections and valuable collaborations across Cornell uh, and the world, and position Cornell as a leading institution Mm -hmm. for international studies and global thinking and action. So the Office of Global Learning is part of OVPIA, and then it takes this and then promotes this vision of a connected world of global understanding, uh, compassion, inclusion, growth where all people are inspired to discover, Mm -hmm. uh, cross borders and engage with communities across the globe.
1: That's fantastic and so important. Yes. More important than ever, right? In the world we live in today.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, So you already highlighted um, some of the important reasons in in these four areas and part of the mission. Um, When we think about teaching and learning, why is a global focus important in your opinion?
0: Um, Every college and university today wants to prepare students who are global citizens. Mm -hmm. Um, The aim is spelled out in mission statements, um, carried out in action plans that engage faculty, administrators, staff, uh, inside and outside the classroom. Um, It is grounded in the understanding that globalization touches everyone's Mm -hmm. life. Um, Whether it is the smartphone, Mm-hmm. Whether it is this podcast that you could, you know, access from mm-hmm. anywhere around the globe, um, or issues such as, you know, climate change or the refugee crisis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the midst of all of this. Yeah. Um, international education is one of the primary means by which we are able to bridge this cultural and ling- linguistic divide, whether it exists not only within our country but also around the globe. However, those opportunities, no matter how expanded they are, for the students, they occupy only a portion of their college careers. Mm -hmm. Um, They often reach only a minority. Sure. um, Which explains why global education initiatives really need to be more comprehensive. um, And we need to emphasize that we need to globalize the curriculum Hmm. um, through teaching through learning, through curricular integration, um, and then it's delivered on the home campus and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would help students recognize and respond to all the global dimensions uh, of everyday life in their own backyards. Uh, Then, you know, as we bear witness to a world with, you know, increasing strife, violence, bigotry, I really affirm my belief in this transformative power mm-hmm. that global education and international education brings. It is one of the most effective ways to facilitate understanding, um, peaceful dialogue in troubled times. Um, my own international education philosophy is that we create an environment that you know integrates destinations mm-hmm. with disciplines. Huh. Um, which shape destinies um, becomes the norm rather than the exception. Mm -hmm. The question is um, if, not not if, but when.
1: I like that, Yeah.
0: Yeah, the endeavor is to redefine the benefits of education abroad um, so that they're intrinsic Mm -hmm. to the ethos and they promote an idea of progress. Uh, And progress is one that brings in respect Humility Um, and it is the heart of global citizenship. You argue the case for the dignity of life. Um, Nurturing love and respect for peoples and environments of the world. Um, The value proposition is that international education opportunities would be people-centered, would be socially responsible um, and will create a more better understanding world Eventually, I think progress would be when we go from human being to being human.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, Cornell is very fortunate to have you as okay. the it, first it executive director of this this office. This is you have some great ideas and good understanding of what needs to happen in in education and in um, yeah global learning in general. That's wonderful um so where can faculty and students find out more information about your office, about um, Global Cornell? Um, is there a website that we can direct them to?
0: Yeah, so we always encourage us, you know, we are located at 300 Caldwell Hall on the Acquad. Mm-hmm. Um, come visit us, mm. have a coffee with us, yeah. have a chat with us. We have student walk-in hours every day. We have uh, times for faculty and staff to visit. Um, And, of course, they can connect with us from anywhere uh, at uh, globallearning.cornell.edu.
1: Perfect. Wonderful. Great. Well, Utiwa, this was was a very um, important episode, I think. Um, You brought up a lot of things that we all need to think about and things that we all um, can work on ourselves. Um, So thank you so much for being on Speaking of Language today.
0: Thank you, Angalika, and thank you to everyone. Um, We really support global education, and we encourage you all to come visit our website, globallearning.cornell.edu, or come see us in person.
1: Wonderful. Perfect. Well, and I think this actually um, was a fantastic episode um, to finish our second season of Speaking of Language. So we are um, coming to an end here with today's episode. Of course, we will be back in the new year with new topics and new guests. In the meantime, you can listen to our archived shows on our website at lrc.cornell.edu or on iTunes. We wish all our listeners a wonderful holiday season. Until next year, auf Wiederhören!
2: The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Language is produced by Sam Lupwitz and Dan Gable, recorded by Sam Lupwitz. Original music by Sam Lupwitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners and do stay tuned for our next episode.